Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. didn't already have plans for tonight uh you do now you do now because it is the emmy night on the colleen and bradley show my talk 1071 colleen lindstrom bradley trainers on vacation holly and i are hanging out with you yeah until we're watching the emmys which is apparently what we're doing tonight i literally had to look at my calendar and go do I have time for this tonight? And I made time. That's Because right. it's the Emmys. You're going to squeeze it in television's biggest night, handing out statuettes to those who have mm, exercised excellence in the realm of television. And it is the 74th annual Emmys taking place tonight. You might wonder, like, okay, fine, you know, fine. try me, try me. What, okay. what, what do I, what am I expecting? From the Emmys tonight. What are we expecting from the Emmys tonight? Well, the first thing you need to know is, well, first of all, they start at 7. So that's when the actual ceremony begins. But, you know, you can get red carpet for days. You can watch it on NBC, which locally is Channel 11. Or you can watch on Peacock if you are more of a streamer. Mm -hmm. That is an option for you. Mm Mm-hmm. But what I find, you know, to me, what is interesting right now is when things start to kind of get, and I'm putting this in loose quotes, get back to normal. Yes. So this will be a largely reminiscent of pre-pandemic Emmys. I like the quote from the from the producers of the Emmys to the Hollywood Reporter Mm -hmm. about tonight's telecast. It goes big and nice. Quote. It's not going to be a hatchet job. It's not going to be a hatchet job. Well, I can't wait to watch the Emmys I, tonight. I mean, sell it, right? <laughs> Thank you for that. That's mm-hmm. hilarious. Well, I will tell you this. Okay, so some of the elements from the post-pandemic or the pan I mean, I hate using the words pre or post-pandemic because I think they mean different things to different people. But when I say post-pandemic for this conversation, what I mean is the way things have been since the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah, a telecast without protocols. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. So last year, I don't know if you remember this, and I sort of loved this at the Emmys, they did tables a la Golden Globe style. So it was like a banquet. Kind of banquety. Well, that is going to happen. That will remain. So they will be bringing back the Golden Globe style dinner tables instead of having them in the traditional uh, theater style seating. I like that because to me, now this is just my opinion for what it's worth, that gives it a a more casual air. And there's something about seeing celebrities as you cut to break, interacting with each other in such a way, or even when they're sitting at a table where they're not just all lined up facing forward, they're interacting with each other. There's something about that that makes me feel like they're real people well it's clubby it's intimate yeah it's like you're casual yeah casual it's like you're watching an award ceremony at the elks lodge yes everyone's very chummy (laughs) it also sort of brings you into the moment in a different way right and so i don't know for me that's a good change i'm here for it um however 
Here are some other little bits and pieces to to uh, to expect. Succession is said to be the drama favorite. So if you don't watch Succession, please do one. Well, first of all, I, from what I understand, you should watch it. My husband watches it and he loves it. I watched the first two episodes and the tension. I was like, I'm going to need something a little lighter right now. No, I. it was just like, because that's part of it, too. You got to be in a mood for certain shows. Yes. I wasn't in the mood for it at the time that we started it. I might go back and watch it now, right. but I still have to finish The Crown. No. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. but Succession is set to be kind of the big drama favorite. Um, we're going to see a lot of tight races in the acting uh, categories. For example, Zendaya for Euphoria, which goes on, or Laura Linney for Ozark, which has now wrapped. Ooh, yeah, are they going to do the thing where they're honoring Laura Linney for her body of work in Ozark, mm-hmm. or are they going to go with Zendaya, who's, who's like, by all means, super hot and with it and of the moment? Yes. With it? With it? Do people say that anymore? Yes, bra mom. Yeah, bra mom. <laughs> That's a, for those of you who are wondering why I keep saying bra mom, it's because we are, Holly's delighted of the fact that my kids refer to me as bra. Yeah. But oftentimes it is bra mom. So it's sort of like a whole new contraction. And most moms of teens, I'm high-fiving you verbally right now because you know how it feels <laughs> um, to be bra mom. Anywho, the other thing I find just... Uh, this is just sort of like a pulled back sort of bigger, bigger picture of the Emmys telecast and why maybe you might be finding yourself not caring as much this year or just not even being aware right? of the Emmys being on your calendar. And I feel remiss. Yeah. Over the weekend, skimming some articles. Oh, this has some Emmy analysis, and you know the Emmys will happen. And then walking in today, yeah. and be like the Emmys. The are Emmys tonight. are tonight. They're tonight. Well, the thing about TV, this the landscape of television has changed in so many ways that you used to watch the Emmys if you did, and I know that not everybody watched the Emmys. I did. First of all, we watched the Emmys because it was a glimpse of superstars in a normal kind of like pedestrian experience. I know it was an award show, but we didn't have social media in the way that we do. You couldn't actually read the thoughts of celebrities as we do over Twitter, right? So there was still sort of an inaccessibility to them. So first of first of all, just it's like star-studded evening, right? For these people that we, but now it's like we talk about them all the time. We can actually hear their thoughts in real time. It's like, nah, I don't know, whatever. But also, television was a not as broad category as it is now. Well, not as broad. Up until the late 1980s, we had three networks to choose from being honored by the Emmys. I mean, occasionally PBS, but it was ABC, CBS, NBC. Yeah. Those were the only networks that were pumping out original content to be honored by the Emmy Awards. Then throw in Fox and a couple other, you know, WB, UPN. Now. Yes. Well, then we got cable. So, you know, then we started to see the competing with like the HBO shows. And I'll never forget when everybody was buzzing about Sex and the City. 
and I didn't have premium cable channels and they were winning awards like crazy. And I thought, this is not fair. Do you remember feeling that way? I was like, this isn't fair. Not everybody can watch that show. But now if you thought that was unfair, well, now every single TV network streaming station, I mean, for goodness sake, they give awards to Facebook watch shows. Right. Right. The The landscape is so much broader that it's almost like you feel like you, the show that's going to win might not be one you've ever even heard of or have time to watch. We're not all watching the same things like we used to. It's right? nearly impossible for everyone to watch the same thing. because, And that being said, Colleen, shows that people watch and that are popular are not nominated for Emmys. So, for example, mm-hmm. the most watched show on television continues to be CBS's NCIS, mm-hmm. rolling in around 10 million viewers every week. Yeah. Mark Harmon not getting an Emmy for any of that. Uh, another fan favorite from this past year, Yellowstone mm-hmm. on Paramount+, Plus, mm-hmm. starring Kevin Costner. Now, I didn't get any Emmy love. No. So there is this uh, schism. Let's use that word again. I know. It's fun. That's yeah. the word of the day. Uh, yeah. Um, use be- it three times. It becomes yours. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> uh, between what people are actually watching and then what people are talking about, what gets Emmy buzz mm-hmm. versus what's popular. That there is a division there. Right. So the things that you're tuning in to see awarded might not even be uh, on the docket. And the things that end up getting the awards, you might not have any relationship to at all. So it sort of has separated us. So, you know, while in my opinion, I will just state because I can only speak for myself. I love how broad the TV landscape has gotten. I think it's great for jobs. I think it's great for actors. I think it's great for, I think it's good for everybody. I think it's good for viewers. I think it's good for the streaming companies. I think everybody for the most part benefits from how broad that landscape has gotten. I don't think it's good for award shows in the traditional sense. We just aren't invested in them in the same way. That said, is my butt going to be on my couch watching the Emmys at 7 o'clock tonight? You better dang betcha and probably earlier because I want to see what people are wearing. Yeah, well, and I think Lori and Julia will probably start giving some red carpet commentary during the latter half of their show. Highly likely. Listen for that. Stay tuned. Uh, Anyway, I think, though, for me, the biggest takeaway is if you are hoping for a little slice of normalcy, uh, then tonight's Emmys are going to bring you that, at least visually. You are going to feel like you have we've arrived back at a pre-pandemic style Emmys experience. Emotionally, TBD. Emotionally, we cannot speak to that. Um, also, I wanted to just be doubly sure uh, because I think this is worth it. I think it's always fun to know uh, who the host is going to be. And Keenan Thompson is, I have no doubt he's going to do a great job. So that's that's what we'll be tuning into tonight. And don't worry, we will break it down for you when we come back tomorrow. But we're still here. Don't say goodbye to us yet. Because no. when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show... Britney Spears is doing that thing again where she's talking on her Instagram and then taking it down. Uh Holly, I think you listened to more of it than I did. I didn't have, I wasn't in a space to listen, but uh, I want to talk to you about what. Oh, you guys, here we are again on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainers on vacation. Holly Roberts and I are here. Yes. And we're here in this space again with Britney Spears where she is using her Instagram 
to uh, share audio clips of her voice talking about a, just a lot of things. <laughs> a lot, a lot, a lot of things. And I think it was yesterday. Was it yesterday morning? That's, I think, when I saw. Maybe it was Saturday. The whole weekend is a jumble now. Mm-hmm. These, um, a series, I think, of, I think it was four or five audio clips that were, that showed kind of just a white screen and then it was her voice speaking. Yes. And in these clips, she did what she has been doing lately and talking directly about what is happening, what has unfolded in front of our very eyes in the media, including but not limited to um, Kevin Federline talking to ITV uh, in an interview, bringing her their sons in to talk about it, where he seemingly is taking the side of her father, the man who put her under this conservatorship. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's sort of where we are. Holly, when I saw these go up, I thought I need to make a mental note to listen to these. But you also know they're going to go away pretty fast. Yeah, that well, if you're following the precedent that Britney Spears has set for her social media behavior. Yeah, she most likely when she mm, puts out a provocative message. Mm-hmm. You know, or or an intimate message, being that she's talking about what's going on in her life, she's probably going to delete it. Now, I will update you before we get into these stories. Britney Spears's Instagram is no longer functioning. Oh, oh wow! Okay. That's what I was checking on because I was this on my is phone. Fascinating. Because I, I was like, some strange things are afoot at the Circle K, Colleen. That's because true. I was, like, I was like, let's go back to Britney Spears's Instagram and see what she has left. But if this you go is and- fascinating because right before the show, I don't know if you remember this, I went to her Instagram to see if these were even up anymore. And she also changed her name to Channel 8. Oh my gosh, you're absolutely at right. At Britney Spears. So when you go to Channel 8 and at Britney Spears, so she changed the name on her Instagram account before she deleted the page. So that adds wow. to the mystery. So she's out of that. But before Britney Spears deleted her Instagram account mm-hmm. once again. Mm-hmm. She was posting about her sons, saying a huge part of her has died since her sons stopped seeing her. Now, she was talking about her sons. All you saw was a white screen mm-hmm. with some audio track. And she said, if it's the dumbest thing in the world that I do is share on my Instagram my thoughts, if it's dumb, so be it, because I honestly feel like it helps me. So this is, you know, she also said some other things in there that I thought, oh, I don't, I, it's hard when you say things that you can't take back. And I'm not saying that she should want to take things back, but there's some aggressive speech about her father. Yes. That she used. And I, you listen, things I want to be we clear. We can't say on the we radio. We can't say on the radio, but here's what I do want to say. I get it that I, I want to be clear I am not saying that she should put a shine on her father in any in any way. But I wonder if some of the words she used to describe it will be misconstrued, weaponized against her. And also if she'll just simply regret saying them mm-hmm. about her father. Yes. And again, I say that I do not believe that he is a, a saint by any stretch or that he should be celebrated by any stretch. Um, but it is clear she is so hurt. Yeah, it's clear that these are emotion-based words yeah. from Britney Spears. And that emotions being impermanent, mm-hmm. these words might also have an impermanence to them that 
would be misconstrued as her, you know, factual, like objective beliefs and truths in this matter. The interesting thing to me is the, the the repetitive pattern of what we're seeing Brittany do of sharing, I mean, being so sure in sharing her own notes, a vocal note over Instagram Mm -hmm. and then deleting it shortly after and then maybe deleting her Instagram entirely and then coming back and then maybe a little bit later doing the same pattern over and over again. Right. Which is why when Britney Spears posts something like you did over the weekend, Colleen, you have to make a mental note of it because the probability of it being erased is like it's hundred percent. It's hundred percent. But yeah. the internet, you know, never forgets. Yeah. So the that's inter- the other some- thing. Somebody has grabbed it. They'll yes. they've they've either it's a transcript or TikTok has videos of it, etc. It's out there and you can't reel it back in. Um, even though you are deleting it. And that's what's making me just wonder, you know, who's in her ear mm-hmm. in this moment. Right. Who's advising her? Yeah. By all means. Some things have been rearranged in the Britney Spears personal kitchen over yep. the past couple of months. Mm-hmm. Allegedly, supposedly, her personal assistant, Vicky T, is nowhere in the picture oh, anymore. I go deep on that one because yeah. I really um, I, that that was a very interesting and very fast break. Um, she had an assistant named Vicky T who used to be. A member of, oddly, a band called Cobra Starship. She's also the daughter of a famous musician who yes. I can't remember. Peter Asher from Thank Peter you. and Gordon. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So she, but she was Britney Spears' assistant, and she was served as her assistant through the dissolution of the uh, of the conservatorship until very recently when she very abruptly was let go and even she has gone silent on Instagram. Right, and Sam Asgari he's doing nothing but self-promotion on his Instagram account, broing out with Mario Lopez on Access Hollywood Ross. When we return, I don't know that we solved anything, but we certainly processed some things. When we come back, we've got some celebrities behaving badly. We'll tell you about those D-bags after this. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainers off. Holly Roberts and I are here and we take it very seriously. Our duty to tell you about these D bags presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the day. Oh, Colleen, who is your D bag today? Listen, here's the thing. Um, this is painful for oh, me. Oh no. To say that Taylor Swift is my D bag. Ooh, yikes. Oh, no. But you're a Swifty. I Colleen. am a Swifty. However, during an appearance at the Toronto International Film Festival on Friday night, Taylor Swift dropped a bomb that Swifties everywhere are having a hard time dealing with, I think. Oh no. The red scarf. The infamous red scarf that was allegedly left at the home of Maggie Gyllenhaal that allegedly Jake Gyllenhaal still has in his possession. The very subject of the song that now I forgot the name of. What's the name of that song? All Too Well. 
the one that won video of the year at the MTV Video that Music Awards. very one. I know that much. The one that Jake Gyllenhaal has had to own up to or talk about for years because Swifties will not drop it. The one that Maggie Gyllenhaal gets asked about all the time. The red scarf. The red scarf never existed. It's not real. It's not a thing. It's a metaphor. And she just told us this. I mean, Colleen. No, listen, I, mean, I know. I mean, I'm reading your face. Taylor Swift amplified reality for the sake of telling her stories and songs so that you would be emotionally invested in her personal narrative. No, I don't say never. So, that, but the thing that I'm the reason why I think it's kind of a D bag move, and that's why she has landed herself in this segment is that. She allowed that narrative to like spin out of control to the point where people had things to say publicly about Jake Gyllenhaal. I mean, it's dumb. It's a scarf, right? It's not that big of a deal. (laughs) I think she can buy another one. She can. Yeah, it's all good. But it was part of this narrative of this song that then she recorded a 10 minute version of when she re-recorded her masters for the album Red. And then they did that epic movie uh short film of that starred Sadie Sink and people have been talking about this on a regular basis for sure for at least the last year well and Taylor Swift is probably sitting in the corner counting her, her money like Blofeld yeah. in <laughs> in yes. James Bond movies yes. being like yes Excellent. yes this is exactly yes mm-hmm. um what is the name of her cat uh, Olivia she's got Olivia Gray no nope Olivia <laughs> Come on Taylor. Meredith Gray and Ah, oh, what's the Is other one? Benson? Olivia Benson. Yeah, from Law and Order SVU. No, 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 no. From How to Get Away with Murder. Oh, okay. Well, anyways, right? what, what is it? They're both Shondaland. Oh, hold on. I'm going to look it up. Go on. Please look up the name of Taylor Swift's cats. What I'm saying, Colleen, is that, of course, of course, this was all metaphor. This yes. was all art. Now, I'm curious as to why Olivia she's... Benson and Meredith Grey. There we go. She also has Benjamin Button. Oh, cute. I know. I wonder why I'm curious about why Taylor Swift is coming clean about this years after the fact. She could have just let the narrative live in Taylor Swift lore. Yeah. But why at this specific juncture is she deciding to come clean with that? Because then right? I would make the argument as a person who's not a Swifty, but I am very curious about Taylor Swift. I would ask her, Taylor, why don't you come clean about a lot of other things that you did in service of your art? See all the relationships that you had with people. See all the friendships that you Mm -hmm. had with people. I'm thinking of her supermodel squad. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking of her relationship. Didn't she have something going on with Harry Styles at one point? Yes. In fact, actually, the song uh, Are We Out of the Woods is allegedly about him. I would love for her. Mm -hmm. To sit down and have a serious conversation about, you know what? This is what me and my team cooked up in the kitchen back in the day. Mm-hmm. We were like, yes, how do we sell these romance narratives in my song, which are rooted in genuine feelings yeah. and emotions and what have you? Uh, but how do we make them pop? How do we make them sell? How do we make them be emotionally resonant to my fans who are, you know, who are really into this stuff? Yeah, I just find it all to be so I, I am fast. I'm endlessly fascinated 
by Taylor Swift and her entire marketing machine and how she has allowed. I don't want to say this to make it sound like she's a villain. I don't think she is. I think she is somebody who saw the benefit of how these narratives would help her career. Yeah, she's she's a storyteller. Yeah. Taylor Swift is an entertainer. But I do think that there's got to be a part of you that has to separate yourself from how people receive you in order to continue to to kind of push those narratives, right? Yeah. At, at, at any celebrity at Taylor Swift level fame always admire and they must have to just disassociate. Yeah. To a certain degree. Honestly, because she knows she's taking people on a certain ride. Mm -hmm. And some people are going to be more willing to go on that ride than others. Some people might be suspicious of the stops on the ride. Mm -hmm. But she's, you know, she's painted, she's given us, she's handed us the story. I would think that Taylor Swift fans, as they age with Taylor Swift, would appreciate her having a little more candor about the experiences that she went through as a young pop star. I would agree. We, we await for your tell-all, Taylor yes. Swift. We await. But then you would have to question the tell-all and yeah. the veracity of the tell-all. I know. That would be really exhausting. Yeah, I'm already tired. Yeah. Who's your D-bag? Um, it would be Disney. What? What? I, I feel personally attacked by this entire D-bag segment. I have no beef against okay. Disney. And this, is a, this isn't like they were acting in a D-bag behavior necessarily, but I hope that somebody on the Disney team crosses their T's and dots their lowercase J's, or at least hire someone who is very, very online, because I can't believe that this fell through the cracks of the Disney Parks merchandise team. So, Disney, if you didn't know, they're celebrating their 100th anniversary this year. It's a big deal. It's a big darn Mm -hmm. deal. The D23 Fan Expo was over the weekend, and celebrating their 100th birthday, and having the big Fan Expo, there is lots of special merchandise for sale, Mm -hmm. celebrating the... mm, the wonderful 100-year anniversary, the centennial, so to speak, of the Walt Disney Company. So they had, among other things, Colleen, some special Mickey Mouse ears for sale and Minnie oh. Mouse ears, like a little hat, a headband, celebrating the momentous occasion. Now, I want to read you just a, a little um, part of the copy okay. that accompanied the... Um, the commemorative hats. And then I want you to click. Are you looking at it? I just opened up just the tweet. Okay. That's all. That's did, the only place okay, I'm at. Did you see? Okay. So you haven't seen the image. No, not yet. Well, that's great. I'll have you scroll down once okay. we read that. Because right. the Mickey Mouse Disney 100 Platinum Celebration Ear Hat for Adults Limited Release. Here are the details. Okay. Mickey is dripping with excitement. Minnie. Yeah, and Mickey, too. Oh, okay. Oh, they both, both are. Oh, but okay. Minnie, Mickey, okay. dripping with excitement as she celebrates the centenary of the Walt Disney Company in her typically fashionable style with this ear headband. Mm. Now, please scroll down and see the headband that sees Minnie dripping with excitement. Okay, help me understand Minnie is dripping with excitement I, is, as she celebrates. I feel like this is... Definitely <laughs> X-rated. Yeah, it's not. That's <laughs> not. What? 
Now, I wanted to look and see if this was just the internet being the internet, Colleen. Because the internet. Be- because the internet, and they were, you know, pulling a fast one on, on us oh, and making this up. Oh, they pulled a fast up. one. <laughs> oh, well, I hope for her sake it oh, wasn't the case gosh. that it was a fast one. But this... This was for sale, allegedly, supposedly, on the Disney merchandise website. Now, I can't find it anymore, but people linked back to ShopDisney.com for these Minnie and Mickey Mouse dripping ears. Oh, my goodness. And we're saying that because the copy's really horny. It really is. It really is. There's no way around that. There's no way around it. I have a question about this. Because Disney is not like a a mom and pop shop. And I'm not saying that's nothing against mom and pop shops. What I'm saying is there is a large and robust uh, marketing and uh, merchandise staff. A lot of people looked at this, Colleen. So many people looked at this. And you and I looked at it for a minute and we're like, "Uh, no. No, no, I even just read the phrase. Minnie is dripping Bye. with excitement. <laughs> Bye. And I feel like this is a family show. Oh, gosh. And Mickey and Minnie Mouse are family mascots. Now, when you go to shopdisney.com, there is no trace of this at all. So that's why I was hesitant to bring this because I was like, is this made up? Did this really happen? Or is this the Internet just being horny and making things up? Oh, my God. But by all means, you know, I, I await to be mm, have the record corrected against this, mm-hmm. that this actually happened. But to your point, Colleen, Disney has a lot of folks employed <laughs> looking over things, and they quickly realize the error of their ways. Yeah. 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 Pulled that from the shelves. Mm. Prematurely, maybe. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Just in time. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I That was a journey. It was, wasn't it? I don't know how I feel about happy that. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Really happy, happy. birthday. Yeah. Just very happy birthday. Yeah. You just, you know, you're, I'm going to go. <laughs> when we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, Ray J is bringing the receipts when it comes to Chris Jenner reigniting this conversation about whether or not she had anything to do with the release of Kim's sex tape. We'll walk you through it, and I just want to say Ray J is probably one of my favorite humans right now. When we come back after this on My Talk 1071. Hey guys, Bradley here for my friends at the Snyder team. I am very excited to share my friends Jennifer, Bob, and the whole Snyder team with EXP Realty with you. As you get to know them, I want you to remember these three words honesty, integrity, and experience. These are the most important things you need to hear when choosing a realtor. And at the Snyder team, they have 14 highly qualified agents. Um, They concentrate on personalized service. They've been around for 25 years. And I know they focus on the Twin Cities, Western Wisconsin, and have helped over 3,000 families in our area find and sell the homes of their dreams. Here's the deal. If you're looking to buy or sell a house, I want you to call Jennifer and her team over at the Snyder team with eXp Realty. Not only do they have many, many years of experience, you can trust Jennifer. She's the real deal. You've probably heard the uh, other spot on the station where she talks about going to great lengths to help people find the home of their dreams. Head to the SnyderTeam.com today, and don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you. Did you know Premier Pool? Thank you, Mike. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainers on vacation. Holly Roberts and I are hanging out with you. Oh, we're just hanging. Just hanging. Yeah. Uh, I have a new hero. Oh. 
Yeah, it's Super Ray J. It's Ray J. Ray J. Because, well, and truth be told, Ray J lately has been dropping all kinds of truth bombs and receipts regarding that infamous sex tape with Kim Kardashian, the well, one that allegedly got leaked. Mm-hmm. The one that launched Kim Kardashian's career, arguably. Uh, arguably, uh, yes, absolutely. Okay, so you'll remember, I think it was last week we actually talked about this. Kris Jenner was on James Corden, along with her daughter, Kylie Jenner. They do this bit on James Corden where they hook people up to a lie detector test. Lie detector test. Loose quotes. Very. Super loose quotes. Because then he asks questions and then they're free to answer them. And, you know, some things are a lie and some things are the truth. And it's all a lie. The Hollywood speak on that is that no celebrity would agree to do the lie detector test bit on James Corden if everything was not pre-screened, approved, yes. etc. Because no celebrity would go on that show so, if that were not the case. Right? Because they have to control their narratives. They don't want to yeah. leave themselves exposed. No. So, of course, it's a bit, you guys. It's a bit. Just know it's a bit. Don't think for one second that Kris Jenner was authentically hooked up to an actual lie detector and that she was answering these questions with any kind of truth no no James they Corden don't do that is no 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 Maury Povich no how true that is mm-hmm. well the lie detector test did not indicate that she was lying when she lied when she said okay now some of that I'm speculating but <laughs> okay so she was asked by James Corden did you help Kim release her sex tape and Kim answered no and the poly, poly, polygrapher, polygrapher, polygrapher. Isn't that the word? I don't know. I think it's pronounced polygrapher because it's a polygraph. Let's go with okay. it. Okay. The polygrapher uh, said that she was telling the truth. Well, apparently, Steve Hirsch, who's the president of Vivid Entertainment, that's the outfit that released the tape, has said that Chris never met, spoke, or worked with him on the release of the tape. There is talk of a third party, but that Chris Jenner was not the person he dealt directly with. Well, so Chris Jenner perhaps had a broker of sorts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I'm getting from this. Ooh. But Ray J has said basically in a 44 minute video, oh. Ray J basically says, you're lying, Chris Jenner. You absolutely had everything to do with this tape. Not only did you have everything to do with this tape, you were intimately involved in the planning and selling and distribution of this alleged leaked sex tape. Ooh, now, Colleen, mm-hmm. how much of Ray J's video did you watch? Zero. Great. So we're getting a report of the report. You're, this is a big time report of the report. Because love hearing that Ray J is presenting his truth yes about the kim kardashian sex tape of which he is the co-star yeah i hope that ray j at some point in the future can provide us with some legal receipts oh, in the matter i would i would love that the receipts he did provide to us are a written description of the footage as part of their agreement and it is and they do a side by side comparison of kim kardashian's handwriting at the time of this i know this is mopo level i love it yeah 
Uh, there's a side by side comparison on the report of the report on TMZ that shows a, a a letter or a note written to him by Kimmy. That would be Kim Kardashian. And then on the other side, it's like their written contract that describes the footage of the video. There are three tapes that exist in the world, two from Cabo and another one from Santa Barbara. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the one from Santa Barbara, which is the third tape, is labeled intro, which oh. that's interesting, right? Because they're clearly trying to create a narrative, a narrative, <laughs> a sex tape narrative. No, this isn't just watching people do it. We're going to have a story behind it, too. Right. Yeah. He says in his contract with Vivid that those were those three tapes that are mentioned. Kim's fingerprints, he says, are on them because she wrote the section that describes the three tapes in her own handwriting. So that's why we have the side by side comparison. Mm -hmm. Um, He says that this contract is the original contract that he signed, giving Vivid the rights And it is, as we said, in Kim's handwriting. Interesting that these contracts are so low-fi. I mean, it's weird, right? But it It was a different time. Um, Anywho, uh, he's he's doubling down on this. And he says not only did Kim, uh, was Kris Jenner involved, she was the one that was picking the actual scenes Uh. based on what she thought was going to be the be- so remember oh, I said this last oh. week when she said that she wasn't involved in the sex tape thing, but she gets asked about it all the time. You know that she has watched it. I mean, you don't have to be you don't even have to buy into the fact that she had something to do with the the distribution of it. You know, she's seen this tape, mm-hmm. but hearing the idea that she's the one that was going through the tapes and critiquing the performances and putting the tape together. That's what Ray J says. Oh, Ray, J. Ray J says that she was very, very involved in the construction, the planning, and the release of that sex tape. Oh, uh, I... One day, Colleen, one day, I hope we know the entire truth. This Me is too. This is one of those celebrity stories akin to on days when I'm feeling sad. Mm-hmm. When I'm feeling down in the dumps, I give myself a pep talk and say, hey, you know what? Tomorrow's another day. And that day you might learn a truth such as what happened between Ray J, Kris Jenner and Kim Kardashian and that darn sex tape. Also, another celebrity truth I await to be delighted by would be the marriage between Katie Holmes and Tom Cruise. Thank you. These are the (laughs) things that I think to myself, somebody knows everything. Yes. And we know what we, we think we know a little, but there are people walking around in this world as we speak that know everything. Mm -hmm. They know to what degree Kim or or Kris Jenner was involved in the sex tape negotiation. They know what really went on behind closed doors between uh, Katie Holmes and Tom Cruise, right? There are like these little, these Hollywood mysteries that you know that there are people walking around with the information and we can't get it. Mm-hmm. And those dang non-disclosure agreements, which rem- I will remind you, if you ever put one in front of me, I'm going to sign the heck out of it because it means I know something 
or I'm about to know something. But nobody, but if you knew something and you weren't able to tell anybody that you knew something, then does it even exist? I, I don't know. That's, <laughs> that is, that is an existential question that I cannot get to the nut of right now. But I am here to say if you have signed a non disclosure agreement, you have valuable information that the world wants. Yeah. And I want to see these formal legal documents between Kim, Ray J, and Vivid Entertainment. Me because too. we have this handwritten note, which. I don't know what the actual mm, legality of this note is because yeah. it signed your baby forever oh. with the number four. No, that's just to compare her handwriting. Oh. That's all that is. It's like, this is a sample of Kim Kardashian. Okay, I was looking at that as a legal oh, contract. Gosh, I, was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, sure, no. it was a different time, Colleen, but not that no, different. No, that's, that is the sample of her handwriting. <laughs> That you also see in the contract. Listen, we'll get to the bottom of it someday. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show. I did. We're going in the nostalgia zone after this on My Talk 107.